Alright, so any football fans in the building? I know we have some heartbreak in the building. I, I was planning not to talk about that a lot because I watched my team, which is Ohio State, and I'm like, we might drop one here or two this year, so I'm not going to talk too bad about Alabama today. But listen, wow, wow. how many Auburn fans do I have out there? Oh, you went to Auburn. Okay. So, so we have a reason for it. We have a reason for it. It's got to be a reason. Yeah. So amazing to kick off with football season. Uh, for those who are football fans, a lot going on. If you watch football, then you understand how messy games can be. If you watched the Auburn game last night, which was too rich for my blood, because that started at 9 o'clock. And I'm too old for that. I didn't even catch the kickoff, right? But at the same time, when I read about it in the morning, the coach talked about how ugly the win was. He said it was ugly, but a win is a win. So I want y'all to think about that for a second when it comes to our faith in life. Because I think sometimes, if you're like me, my expectation is always that my wins of faith will be efficient and clean and organized. And so when it's messy, I start to get really discouraged because messiness requires perseverance. So one thing you can say about Auburn is they persevered and they won the ball game, right? Unlike Alabama. But we won't talk about that much more. Let's go ahead and go to God in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this time together. Uh, thank you for your grace that is always there for us. Thank you for your word to lead us. I know that in this room alone, there have been such a variety of challenges this week. Since a variety of temptations, a variety of life questions, and challenges that are there, health problems. But God, I thank you that you're working for our good in them all. I thank you that your grace is going to lead us through them all. Right. Father, we ask right now that you give us generous wisdom, Father, for the challenges in life. Amen. That we may glorify you. Not that generous wisdom that we may be individually successful in our plans, Father. But that we may have generous wisdom, Father, to live our lives of faith, to bring you glory, to be a light to others. Right. Father, I pray that you move me out the way and you move powerfully through the scriptures. I pray also for any sharing that is done afterwards, that it can be done in a way that draws us closer to you That's right. and to each other. We pray all this in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 Well, if you were here last week or you listened online, then you were able to share and enjoy the moment uh, that we had last week when Tosin kicked off more than enough wisdom. Give him some encouragement for that. And he was really getting out there and preaching and teaching and really emphasizing the importance of us being in God's word mm -hmm. and how important that is, right? To know God's wisdom, to be in his word. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start moving into a series as a congregation. So I want you to do is go ahead and get a bookmark in there on James, on. the book of James. 
We're going to start studying that together. It's going to be at least six lessons. Wow. So what we want to do is we want to be studying that together so we can go over those lessons together and reinforce them during midweeks, during our one-on-one -on -one times. There's a lot of great practical stuff for life right. and faith in the book of James. So this is the second step in that. And what we're going to do is we're going to start off and we're just going to take a little bite-sized portion of it this morning. And the bite-sized portion is just going to deal with a few verses in chapter 1. And then we're going to get into some announcements during our service that are uh, going to be about going forward. And then we're going to move into more in-depth teaching on the book of James in the weeks to follow. So I just need you to join me for the journey Amen. as things are a little different because even I got up here a little sooner, right? You know, we usually have a couple more things going on before we get into the sermon, so to speak. But we're just doing things a little different this morning to be conscious of the place that we're renting and the time that we have. Amen? All right, so buckle up a little bit. Get over, uh, buckle up those seatbelts. We're going on a little ride here. So we're in James. I want you to get over to James chapter 1, verse 1. We're going to read some verses together. Let's go ahead and start off. James chapter 1, verse 1. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Wow. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Wow. There's a lot in there. Yeah. There's a lot in there for multiple lessons on multiple times. But what I want you to think about is I want you to think back to your week. And I'm going to share a bit about my own narrative, and maybe that'll help you connect with some of your challenges that, that you have, and really try to pull out of this, these various trials that we go through. Right. So those that don't know me, uh, I've had chronic health issues for the, over the last 22, 23 years of my life. I played college football, I destroyed my back, my legs, I have all kinds of reoccurring issues. Can't sit too long, can't stand too long, you know, I have all these problems. I can't work out too much, but I can't work out too little, right? And I'm always making errors on every side of that and then dealing with the consequences that come with it, right? So this past week, I had a flat tire on my foot, so I'm having some more problems with my foot. So I, I got to walk around a school all day because I'm an administrator and I'm looking like a penguin, yeah. right? So I'm walking around all day and I'm like, Lord, I need another physical problem. Like I need a hole in my head. Like what is going on? Right. Right? So I got some doctor's appointments that I went to in the last couple of weeks. They did what is called a nerve conductor test. Anybody had a nerve conductor test? Mm -hmm. Not fun. I should have read up a little more before I had it. Right? I didn't know what I was getting into, so I go into the room, and they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to sit you down, lay you back, and we're going to give you just some little jolts. And we're going to see how these nerves are responding. An hour and a half later... I have both hands on my head, and I'm like, Lord! And they're talking about, we don't know why it's doing that. Oh, Do you really want to hear that from a doctor? No. Like, hey, let's try that again. I'm not sure why you're getting that reading. Let me zap you again. 
right? This is just weird, you know? And then they go get somebody else to come in and do the same zap on me, right? And then they bring the doctor in, and he's like, I don't know why that's happening either. And so they're sitting there telling me, and they're like, oh, but it's not a big deal. Because I'm like, is this the key to my problem? Yeah. Right? You guys don't know what it is. This must be the solution to all my ailments. Mm -hmm. right. Like, we're going to get the answer right now, and I'm going to be healed. Yes. Right. Not so much. Oh. Not so much. They're just like, oh, it's not a big deal. But it is odd. Yeah. <laughs> because it is the practice of okay. medicine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just the one that they were practicing on at that time, right? They're getting a lot of good practice on me, right? And when you have health challenges, you, and then you still got a full slate, you're still working full time, you got your family issues, you start, I, I don't know about you, you may have more faith than me, all right? But me, I start getting bitter. I start getting angry. And I, of course, I'm not going to say, God, I'm yes. bitter at you. Yeah, come on. You know what I do is I just take it out on everybody else around me. Yeah. Come on, Sean. I just get short. Yeah. I get harsh. Yeah. I'm not a loving father or a husband. I, I don't take extra time with questions at work. Yeah. All these different things keep popping up and challenging me. Yeah. And on, so I get back to that point of how, how can I get a grip on this situation? Yeah. Come on. Because my health, unless the Lord delivers me, is not changing. Right. I, for whatever reason and his wisdom, he's designed this circumstance for me. Yeah. Right? That's right. Allowed it, designed it, it's here. Yeah. Right? That's not going anywhere. Yeah. There you go. I have a family to take care of. I have a job that he has blessed me with the health to be able to still do. Yeah. Which at times is taken away. Yeah. Right? Amen. And there are needs that are out there. Yeah. So how do I process this? As a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get into seeing the beauty in the book of James. Come on. If there's one theme, one target I want you to take away from this, it's that real faith produces genuine stability. Mm. Wow. I got that out of a book I read, Charles Swindle, that he wow. wrote uh, having to deal with the book of James and kind of building out all the background and the context of it. But it makes a lot of sense to me because I'm always looking for stability in circumstances, which is why I'm always disappointed. I'm looking for stability in relationships, which is why I get discouraged, because that's not where stability comes from. Stability comes from my faith in God that God is always working. Something Tom's been teaching us yeah. a lot about since yeah. he's been down here, yeah. right? How God is always working even in. The irritation, yeah. right. even in the pain, yeah. even right. in the trauma. So when we think about the book of James, just to give a little background, a lot of people believe it was Jesus' brother who wrote this, right? So that kind of lets you know that right off the bat when he said he was a servant of Jesus Christ, that he wasn't somebody who threw around titles. Right. He was somebody who saw himself as a servant, right? right? And he's encouraging Jewish Christians. Jewish Christians had a very difficult time in the early church because they weren't always they weren't only persecuted because they were Jewish they were persecuted because they were Jewish Christians so they were minority an oppressed minority group that was getting persecuted by the Gentiles and the Romans right but then even within the Jewish community they were getting persecuted and ostracized there were political impacts to this in Acts 18 2 it talks about how Claudius made all the Jews leave Rome that means like your job is gone 
Your home is gone. You got to leave. That's how Paul met Priscilla and Aquila. Yep. Right? You have these things that are happening in life. And the book of James is written around 45 AD. They think that the law first kicked off in Rome around 41. So it was not only culturally acceptable to oppress the Jewish Christians, but it was also reinforced by law. Right. So when he talks about right. these Jewish Christians who are trying to figure out and get their bearing, they're still very young in the faith. And in being young in the faith, you can kind of see how this would lead to some challenges for them. That they were trying to rationalize how to figure out life and faith and how they would be able to process everything that was happening to them. Imagine that as a young Christian, uprooted and moving. And all the challenges associated with it. You might be rethinking your decision a little bit. Right. You know, maybe in this room alone, you were hit with a lot of persecution right after you made the decision to follow Jesus. Yeah. Hmm. You know, maybe you're going through a lot of struggles right now where you're reconsidering your decision to make Jesus Lord. That's right. Come on. And maybe you're thinking, you know, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Mm -hmm. Can we be real? Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Can we have honest conversation in yeah. here? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Right? Where you sit there and you're thinking, is this really what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Because there are consequences either way. Right? For real. Right. It's not like we escape those consequences by having that dialogue in our head. Right. Yeah. But it is a real matter that we got to settle because our life reflects that at all times already. Yeah. Right? Because even though we may not want to admit that we're questioning our faith in God, yeah. if our life bears no fruit yeah. of faith in God, yeah. We're already resembling that. Absolutely. And we're already avoiding that honest conversation Absolutely. that we haven't had with God. Absolutely. So when James comes in here and he starts off writing to this group that had known oppression, had known being scattered, had known being challenged, and then he comes up and he says something like, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think they felt when they heard that? I don't know how they felt, but I know how I feel when I read that scripture. I struggle with this scripture. I get angry at this scripture. I fight against this scripture. This scripture has been one of the biggest failures of my walk with Jesus. Wow. What about you? I tend to more kind of look at it again and be like, what did I just read? That can't be right. That's just way too challenging, right? And so what God has done is God has set this verse on my heart. Really, I can't. The Holy Spirit has been putting it in like a record. See, I'm going to date myself talking about a record player. Hey, Back before we used to skip songs and all that, we played a record or a, a tape cassette, and we had to rewind it all the time, right? Get that favorite song, you listen to it, rewind. Go all the way back, all the young people have no idea what I'm talking about. It's okay. It's okay, right? So, here's the thing, though. The Holy Spirit would not let me forget about this verse because it had a purpose for me to learn more. That's right. Because the Holy Spirit wasn't okay with how I looked at that verse. Come on. And it wanted me to reflect on it more and embrace it more. Mm. Right. So it's like, how can I find joy 
in my trials and in my troubles. Right. How can I persevere? Because, you know, honestly, honestly, when I get hit with trials, the first thing I do is I start stressing out like the guy in the middle. <laughs> right? And then you see when the work demands get high, the lady over there on the left, that's how work feels. Yeah. Everybody coming your way with a yeah. problem. Right? right? And then the natural progression next is, after it's stressful like that, is I start getting in arguments. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> How many arguments have you been in lately? Ooh, or maybe, maybe you haven't been in any because you avoid them all. Mm. Right. Come on. Right? You avoid all those speak the truth and love conversations mm. that God wants you to have. Mm. Right. Wow. That require perseverance, wow. humility, and forgiveness. Mm. Come on. Right? There's a lot in there, isn't it? But this is me. This is my textbook. This is how I go when I get frustrated. I can trace it back to being frustrated at a circumstance that usually is bigger than the situation I'm dealing with in front of me. Let me give an example. So yesterday, uh, I was in a lot of physical pain, and so I could do less around the house. Right. Right? So I could do less around the house. My wife, being full of grace, is like, look, stay home. Just study for your coursework that you have. Take some classes at UAB. I'll do the grocery shopping. So I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Right? I can kind of get my bearings here and get off my feet. I can try to recover a little bit and do my studying. I get a phone call. I get a phone call from my nephew. My nephew rarely calls me. He's out in Las Vegas. And he lets me know my sister, which is his mother, mm -hmm. just got in a car accident. Oh, wow. And is on her way to the emergency room. Oh, wow. And at that point, I had a choice, right, about how I was going to respond. And I actually did better than I usually do. I started praying. Mm. I prayed with him. Mm. I called my parents and prayed with them. And by the grace of God, about an hour and a half later, I found out that she, she was discharged and just had like a concussion. Okay. Wow. So thank you, God, for sparing her life. Right? Yes. Thank you, God, for that. But for about an hour and a half there, there was a lot of thinking. Mm -hmm. While I waited to hear back from my parents, mm -hmm. there's a lot of thinking about what is this going to do to our lives, mm -hmm. to my life. Yeah. Yep. So I felt okay about how I processed all that, that I didn't just start losing my temper or getting short with everybody around me because needs were still needed. Right. I still have a family. There's yep. still things going on right now here in the present, right? Mm -hmm. But what I noticed about myself is when the sink got clogged later that night, mm. that was the blind side did. <laughs> Because then I picked a fight with my wife. <laughs> right? She wanted to get it fixed right then. I wanted to get it fixed after dinner. And that was World War II. Right? <laughs> because who won that argument was really, really important. Yes. <laughs> Whether we do it now or in 30 minutes, this is the, like our lives are depending on it. Yeah. Come on. Right? I'm going to dig in and win. Because yes. <laughs> I'm just tired. And then I started to realize what I'm tired of. Mm -hmm. What am I tired of? I've been in pain all week. Yeah. I was concerned that I, I might just have lost my sister. Yeah. 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 And I, all that baggage was carrying with me into that conversation. Right. Right. To have a long conversation. Yeah. Right. Ever been there? Yes. Okay. yes. Having a wrong conversation? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so what I had to learn and you know, my wife was full of a lot of grace. She was able to tell me how she felt like I was being too harsh, too direct in the things that I was saying. We were able to, I was able to apologize. I was able to communicate my perspective more. 
and then we were able to get through it. Amen. Amen. Right. But it hasn't always ended like that. Yeah. But that's how quick it changes when I don't keep my eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, well, let's get back to how we find that joy, right? Well, yes. yeah. here it goes in, in James chapter 1, verse 3. It's kind of like you should know this. If you pay attention to it, because you know. To consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Right. Because you know. Right. Wow. What am I supposed to know? That's a good question, right? What am I supposed to know about this verse that's supposed to help me have joy back further? The testing of your faith produces perseverance. Well, that's still incomplete to me, right? Because I'm like, well, why does that still bring me to joy? How can I get to joy from there? Because when I'm being tested, look, I don't know about you. I'm not this guy. No. I'm not this guy that's going to climb a mountain. If I'm out there on a mountain, I'm like, help! Help me! Is anybody up there helping me? Do you got something down below helping me? Help me! Jesus, help me, right? I've been praying the whole time I was climbing. Yes. Lord, help me, Jesus, help me, please, right? And if I'm that piece of metal being refined by the fire, that just looks painful. Yeah. Because it is. Yeah. It is. When my faith is being refined, it does not feel good. Yeah. But you know, I started to think there's a lot of things I do that don't feel good because I know the good result that's going to come from it. Yeah. Right. You know, all the studying in school was for a greater good down the line. I go to work so that I can get paid. Yep. Right? I work out so I can stay alive. Yep. Right? There's all these things we naturally do in life where we bear with it being uncomfortable because of the greater good that's there. So when he goes on and he, he keeps going into the next verse, it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We get joy because God is bringing us into a mature, complete faith. We can get joy of faith because we see where God is taking us. Not the frustration of the moment. Where God is taking us down the line. That's right. God is taking us to a place of glory down the line. Right. God is taking us to a place of being a great light for others down the line. Right. God is trying to shine brightly in us mm -hmm. down the line. And in that moment, as we wrestle with our faith. Like I talked about with Auburn, that was an ugly win. Yeah. By yeah. accounts that I read. Yeah. You know, and I played in football games yeah. that were ugly wins. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to any football coach and they're just going to say a win is a win. So what I want to challenge you with is how do you look at the various trials in your life? Are you expecting clean and efficient victories all the time? Or are you expecting ugly, messy wins that mature you? Wow. It could help with your expectations. Look, I'm not going to pass up a clean, efficient win from God. Yeah. Pray about it. Get it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I will take it. Yeah. 
But what I find more consistently in my life, right. yeah. messy, yeah. ugly wins, yeah. Yeah. where I learn a lot, yeah. I fail a lot, yeah. and my faith overcomes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be married 19 years in November. Wow. And it has been beautiful. It has been amazing. But it wasn't something that was clean, efficient, and organized. Yeah. Right. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so then the next step that comes in that's so uh, encouraging is that, you know, God knows we don't know what we're doing. That's right. God knows we're put in situations that are challenging for yeah. us, that our brains really can't understand all that's going on in our lives and how that affects our faith. Yeah. Right? So then in verse 5, he goes into, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Amen. Now, I want you to think and really latch on to the part about not finding fault. Yes. Because a lot of times we don't pray and ask God for wisdom, maybe, yep. because we're too ashamed. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Come on, Sean. Anybody been ashamed to pray? Yep. Sure. Yep. But God gives a guarantee here. He gives yeah. a promise yeah. that if you believe yeah. that he'll give you wisdom generously yeah. in the areas that you lack it. Yeah. This wisdom is not for your individual American dream success. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. This generous wisdom is for your salvation. Yeah. Right. Amen. For your soul. Yeah. For right. your faith. Yeah. Right. For us all to be ready when Jesus returns. Right. But we go to be him. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it goes into the next verse, when it says, because the one who doubts is kind of like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind, mm -hmm. that helps shape our expectations of how things can be when we're here all together. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the picture over here, there are a lot of... There's a lot of needs that those people have, and that preacher's not looking too confident, is he? <laughs> and our community here is a reflection of society, right? right? So all the challenges that we have financially, health, family, trauma, anything, we're bringing it in. Yes, sir. Yeah. But if we're not bringing it in, seeing the big picture of how God is working, right. what are we bringing into the congregation? We're bringing in a lot of doubt. Right. We're bringing in a lot of pain. Yeah. Right. We're bringing in a lot of fear. Right. You know, I've been really inspired lately, and uh, I can't stop bragging um, because it's my daughter. So it's easy to brag on my daughter. Yes, sir. Uh, she's in Kingdom Kids right now, as well as my wife. Those, that's my. Uh, they've been such a great encouragement to me over the years. Yeah. But when we look at verse 12, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. And it says, blessed is the man who perseveres mm. under trial. Mm. So you see here in James with these people who are uprooted and challenged with oppression, how much James keeps coming back to through the Holy Spirit is important for us to persevere. Right. And it talks about being blessed is the one who perseveres. Right. Who waits patiently on the Lord to lift up. Now, some of you are well-versed in kind of some of the situations that have happened with my daughter over the years. Uh, but I have a permission to share some things. And uh, what's happened to her is that two years ago, after she was baptized, uh, one day, uh, she was just working out. 
And all of a sudden, she got lightheaded. Mm -hmm. And being a former college athlete myself, it's kind of like, okay, you'll be all right. Mm -hmm. and drink some water. Mm -hmm. She was a competitive athlete. Yeah. She was playing soccer and basketball on the high school level. And when things persisted, I was like, you know what? She probably just has COVID. Mm -hmm. So we take her down to the emergency room, and then my wife and I's life changed forever. They ran every physiological test they could, and they couldn't find an answer. Mm -hmm. She couldn't control her body. Mm -hmm. She was having tics and non-epileptic seizures. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there in the hospital room with her with no way to help her. The doctors have no way to help her. And the only thing we can do is pray. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And wait. She was diagnosed with functional neurological disorder. How many of y'all heard of that before I said Nobody. So after three days at the hospital, they tell us that we have uh, this diagnosis. And they discharge us from the hospital. And then they give us some people to get in touch with for help. And then we're left with the entire situation. So what functional neurological disorder is something that at any moment she can lose control of her body. She can stop breathing. Mm -hmm. Eventually she'll start breathing again, but she can pass out. Mm -hmm. She can have cognitive dissonance. She can be unable to move mm -hmm. and talk. One morning I was getting her ready for school and I got her up at 5.30. She had an episode. And she was on the ground until 8.30. Mm -hmm. Wow. Jesus. As a young Christian. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I paralyzed as well. Mm -hmm. Because what we were told is that you cannot try to bring her out of the episode. She has to learn to come out herself. Mm -hmm. wow. It's a gray area between yeah. in the brain between something psychological and something physiological. Mm -hmm. So we just had to watch. Not long after that, she opened up to us a few days later mm. that she had went down to the kitchen and got a knife. Mm -hmm. wow. So she was committed. And we had limited access to even speak. Right. She's a 16-year-old trying to figure out who got baptized yeah. right. a month ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why is she going through this? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And the journey was so challenging and so consistent that these episodes would happen so randomly and in front of all of her friends at school and yeah. non-friends at school. So then all the things that happened associated with that would happen too. Mm. Yeah. Getting made fun of, getting yeah. talked about. Right. Yeah. Right. By the grace of God, I didn't work that far. Yeah. So I would be there. Yeah. Right. Amen. When the nurses called. Right. Amen. That's right. Amen. But only to watch her suffer. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. So she would get better. Yeah. And then we would have new symptoms. 
Right. Because F and D changes its symptoms. Mm -hmm. Once you learn to manage them, it changes into a different form. Mm -hmm. wow. mm -hmm. But one thing that we saw during that time was amazing grace of God. Yeah. That's right. But all those challenges were too much for our congregation to handle. Yeah. That doesn't mean God didn't come to the rescue. That's right. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But we also had more setbacks. Yeah. And when we did our churchwide fast back in January, we had another setback where she had to be committed again. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so here's my, my beautiful daughter. That I've held in my arms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Yep. That I've taught. Yeah. That I've spent all this time with. Struggling with living. Yeah. I'm not talking about graduating high school. Yeah. Right. Come on, Sean. I'm not talking about being successful. All those dreams you yeah. have as a parent. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm just talking about living. That's right. That's right. So then it leads into a beautiful moment mm -hmm. where what we've seen from the grace of God is through her perseverance. Yes. Right. Through her perseverance yes. to keep fighting to get better. That's right. Through her perseverance to keep learning. That's right. On her two-year anniversary of being a Christian, she yeah. wanted to post something uh, as a testimony. Yeah. 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 And she was really torn about it. She was really torn about it because she, she felt compelled to do it. Yeah. To share her journey. But then as a teenager, when you are that vulnerable yes. about your yes. life, yes. it takes a lot of courage, right? Yes. Yes. So we just kept telling her to pray and get advice about it, and she did it. Yeah. We're going to watch it here in a second. Yeah. And she posted something, and she was hoping to just touch somebody's life. Yeah. And she ended up getting over a thousand views. Yeah. Wow. She ended up reconnecting somebody else who has F and D in the United States. Yeah. Wow. wow. Watched it. Yeah. And I'll let it speak for itself. Yeah. patiently on the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. 
He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Amen. There's always a testimony that God is working on in our lives. There's always a bigger picture of what he's trying to mature in us and help us produce. And that's true with our congregation as well. Right. You know, our congregation has been through a lot. Yeah. Right. I've shared a lot personally about my health, about my daughter. Yeah. But as a church, we've been yeah. through a lot. Absolutely. We've been through, fighting through church divisions. Yeah. Loss of life. Yeah. Health problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can keep naming the list. Mm-hmm. And God has allowed those things to happen. And what I want to encourage you with is that God has a plan for us here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we still got a journey to go with my daughter. We still have a journey ahead that is there. But there is no denying the grace that has moved us from point A to point B. <laughs> that's right. And that's the same with our congregation, too. Yeah. Right. It's the same with our congregation that there is, there is no denying what God has done. And there is a beautiful plan ahead where he's going to set our feet on some rock. And many will see That's right. and fear the Lord. Right. Amen. That's right. Right. But we've had to journey through a lot of challenges. Yeah. One of those challenges have been uh, some great health uh, circumstances that have really impacted our brother Frank. Yeah. Yeah. And back in October, uh, we announced about him being able to, him stepping down, going to leave that absence, yeah. and to be able to really pursue that time with disability. And what we saw is we saw the grace of God move powerfully. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have our brother Frank worshiping with us again. Yeah. Let's give him a round of applause. We also saw the graceful hand of God with financial assistance from yes. other congregations yes. to help us support him yes. during this time. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to give him an opportunity mm-hmm. to share some encouragement with the church at this time. Amen. 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 Come on, Frank. Uh, should I be up here with the mic? Yeah. Yes. yes. I have no idea what to share after all that. Uh, that was an amazing message. Uh, very moving. And honestly, my heart and mind are still there. So it's hard for me to be here. But uh, uh, he kind of summed it up. You know, it's funny, the church has been through so much transition in terms of membership yeah. in the last year. Last time I preached uh, for Haven was last July. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, that disability process kind of started yeah, then. Right. Now, the, the time that I had, uh, really all, all of 2022, and then intensifying in the summer yeah. of last year, is about the, is, is as bad as I felt. Mm-hmm. And so I was pretty much bedridden from July until February. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that's, that, that, that's what was going on there, and that was uh, uh, very trying. Uh, times uh, physically and emotionally and all, all the things that 
uh, would go along uh, to struggle that long and to be there, because I haven't been that sick since the very beginning of the illness mm -hmm. back in 92. Um, there's a lot that happened. Uh, during that time, many of you guys know. So I, I started a little bit better in February, and um, after we sold our house, and I got an email, uh, divorce papers. And so you got the double whammy of the health problems and, the, and, the, and just something you never expected to deal with. And I'm not trying to relive all that. Uh, but the, the bottom line is, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot to go through physically, whatever. And the truth of the matter is, I could not have begun to navigate any of that uh, without the way God has used the church here. It gets the financial support has been amazing. Uh, the, the work that Sean and India and Brian and Kim and EJ and, and uh, Ginger have done behind the scenes to raise support uh, has been uh, humbling. Um, the, the generosity of other churches has been humbling. Uh, how hard these guys have worked for the church here and worked work for me has been humbling. And there's no way I survive it physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually without support. So the main thing I want to say today was thank you. Um, and, then, and then the thing that happened, and again, I knew I was sick in, in June and July, and, and we kind of knew it was going that way even early in the year. Uh, what I didn't expect is what happened. Yeah. Whatever. And you, you don't even know how that's going to be received at yeah. that point. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, you know, uh, the grace that I've gotten and support has been just unbelievable. And so I, I wanted to thank everybody for that, uh, financially, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, man, I, I, I crashed in, in Bree and Andy's house for a little bit, uh, and, and, and Teddy didn't eat me, so that was, <laughs> that was an act of grace. Right? That's right. That, that dog has those eyes. Yeah. Even, even when he's wagging his tail, I'm like, that dog is going to eat me <laughs> at any moment. And, and then I, I was adopted by the bros for a few months. And became the oldest bro, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that was a blast. And it was very human, amazingly. And uh, uh, those kids get to keep you laughing. Yeah. And so, so all that, I just say thank you. I want to be one passage. Okay. Come on, Frank. Um, and then I'm going to sit down. In Ephesians chapter 20, I mean, chapter 3, I'm sorry, verse 20. If there's a chapter 20, I wrote it in there myself. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. God can do more than we ask or imagine. Now, I want you to put yourself in a situation. So, better written, man, I, I told the guy, man, you know, my career is over. Like this is, I mean, I, I can't, been up and down, I can't even imagine, you know, doing ministry after sick as I was, right? And so I, so I bet in February of, of 2023, I get this email. Whatever I imagined life would be going forward, uh, God had blown it away. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, I get to mid-February, and I've been bedridden since, since, since July. And since mid-February, I've been as healthy as I've been in 31 years. Wow. 
So seven months in bed, the seven months running around, I, I ran 15 miles last week. Wow. Um, and, you know, I'm running, you know, 13, 15 miles a week, and which is, that is unimaginable. Yeah. From where I started. Yeah. In February. Yeah. But God has such a humor, and God does big things, and God does more than we ask or imagine. Yeah. And with the love, and with the Holy Spirit, and with the support, financially, and more, more, and more most importantly, emotionally and spiritually, right. I, I could not imagine feeling the way I feel, mm. having the hope that I have, yeah. having the joy that I have, having the fire that burns in me, feeling the calling that I feel. That, that God is able to sustain that. I mean, if you had walked up to me in February of 2023 and said, Frank, what do you imagine? I just hope to be here. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, I just hope to make it through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But God does big things. I don't know what big things he has next, uh, but he does amazing things. He does big things and tremendous things. And so I'm very, very grateful for the support. I'm very, very excited for what comes next. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I guess uh, I'm not on disability, uh, even though we've started the process. God blew that up. Because you can't be on disability and be running 15 miles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kind of didn't pass the interview process. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I'm just trying to figure out what's next and very, very excited what God's going to do. God, I'm very, very thankful for Well, I think that's just another uh, example of a great testimony about God lifting yep, up, right? right? Really what we saw in Psalm 40. And, you know, Frank has labored a lot into our congregation. You know, he led it for 14 years. Uh, he and Michelle both labored his family, Jacqueline and Kenya. They've all labored in our ministry. And uh, I just really thank you for all the time that you spent with me personally and how you've helped mold our faith over the years. So let's give one more round of applause. You know, Frank has always been a guy that I've seen uh, that perseveres, yes. and uh, this is another example in that next chapter for his life. Yeah. Uh, but like he said, like our transition during this time, there was uh, a lot of people who chipped in in a selfless way. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you that the work that you're doing for God, he didn't forget that. Yeah. God is not unjust. Amen. He's not going to forget anything Frank ever did in the ministry. That's right. Or anything he's going to do going forward. That's right. God is not unjust. He's not going to forget anything anybody did behind That's the scenes right. to help support yeah. anyone in the congregation. Right. Amen. That's how good he is as a God. Amen. That he wants to reward us in those ways. But I do feel like it's proper right now to give some extra recognition to a couple people. And what it reminded me of is a, a passage in Corinthians when it talked about, you know, Paul was talking about Stephanus and he said that they were the first converts in Achaia, and they were devoted themselves to the service of the Lord's people. And I tell you, the work and labor uh, that Brian and Kim and EJ and Ginger have done has been insurmountable. Can y'all all stand up where you're at, please? I mean, if you only knew uh, how many things uh, EJ and Ginger did behind the scenes. Right. If you only knew how much 
physical serving that they did of getting with people or doing things for people, even hanging up a TV or, you know, I mean, if you ever listen to EJ's, like, schedule for a day, it's going to exhaust you. If you ever ask Ginger what she's doing this week, you're just going to need, like, to sit down and take a nap yourself. Uh, these people, you know, both of them, uh, we've known them since they've been single. Yeah. And to see them come together with Manny and during all these challenges and all these trials, the way that they have lived out their faith yeah. and all that they have done to keep things moving here, yeah. it has yeah. been a testament to the grace of God. Yes, yes, yes. So if you didn't get to see them when they turned around, I stole them that picture right there. So you make sure you can find them at the service. It's a good picture, isn't it? It's a good picture. I love it. <laughs> 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 that ain't you. He might have. He might have photoshopped. 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 He might have you know, when you talk about Ginger and Kim and how they have labored in the women's ministry, we have predominant, we have more women in our ministry than anything. It has been amazing. Yeah, absolutely, it's been amazing the work that they have seen. Uh, last but certainly not least, I, I've known Brian and EJ together uh, for over 20 years. Uh, I've probably known Kim the longest because we were in campus ministry together a long, long time ago. Uh, but it gives me great pleasure to encourage uh, Brian here for a minute. Um, here in this passage, it, it talks about don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. The, the man of faith I see now in Brian Burrow That's right. was a different man a year and a half ago. <laughs> to see him transform over a year and a half, to step into faith, to use his gifts the way he's been using them. That's right. That's right. You know, we talked about a few weeks ago about how, you know, the dark is not dark to God, right? Time for the sermon about that. And in a very dark time in my life, with my health, with what's going on in my family, with my daughter, and then everything happening with the church, I didn't have a lot left in me. And God knew that. But that's where Brian came in. And that's where Brian's faith came in. And that's where Brian and Kim's faith came in. And we have plans going forward. And part of the plans that we have going forward is, number one, Y'all, we need to save some money. We need to be financially stable as a church. And so we're going to save money for about a year. But in the interim of saving money for that year and growing in the grace of giving, we would like to announce how Brian and Ken will be leading the church. Amen! You know, man, it, it is 
truly amazing to be here, to be able to um, just serve the church. Amen. You know, right. when you think about just, you know, whatever, every, all that we have gone through, right. you know, you know, God is faithful. He is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about the fact that he says, um, you know, consider it pure joy when you face these trials. Why? Because it's going to produce something in you. And I think that God is trying to allow us to see that when we're in Christ, we always win. That's right. We always win. That's right. And, and God wants us to trust in him and, and, and believe in him. Yeah. He has some great things in store for the church. I want to just say thank you to my wife. There you go. Let's give her a hand. has to put up with my crazy thoughts, <laughs> my crazy, you know, again, every, every day, you know, I'm, I'm coming to her, what you think about this, and, and what, what do you think about us doing this, and she, she has just always been supportive, supportive. Um, you know, I, I got baptized here, I was 17 years old, wow. 17 years old, and I got baptized here, and, you know, I, I know that there's so many people wow. that are looking for Christ. That's right. Yeah. And God has you here for a reason. Yeah. He has you here for a purpose. You are not here by mistake. That's right. If you're here right now, it's on purpose. That's right. He has He has people that only you can talk to. That's right. Only you can show them your faith. Mm. Only you can show them your perseverance. Mm. And again, God is going to do some amazing things. I'm excited um, about this opportunity, but again, Amen. it's going to take us all using yeah. our gifts, yeah. our abilities um, to make um, Christ known here in the area that he has put us. Amen? Amen. 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 To God be glory. Amen. 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 My wife wanted to share something. Oh. Um, I'm just, we're excited and nervous. Don't <laughs> be doing it. Uh, we're praying for wisdom, but uh, but we're excited, and this is, I just want to thank you guys for just trusting um, Ginger and Jimily, India, Sean, Ron, and I um, just during this transition. Yeah, it's, that's right. You know, it's been kind of scary. So, right. uh, but you You're guys ready. have willingly served and given and that's followed, right. and, and I just want to say we're excited. We, we love all of you guys, yeah. and um, just excited for what God is going to do. So, be praying for us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, uh, what we're going to do right now is pray for communion. Father in heaven, thank you so much uh, that you always bring beauty out of a mess. Mm -hmm. That you always shine light in the darkness. Mm -hmm. That the dark is not dark to you. Mm -hmm. Father, in all the darkness of the cross, all the pain and suffering that was there, you had a bigger plan for us. You had a grander plan. We just pray this time that we take communion, that we can connect with you and our eternal purpose, that we can connect with you and your eternal grace, and that you continue to teach us how to follow your spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.